This is Transmission Interrupted, the podcast series from NEEDTECH, the National Emerging Special Pathogens Training and Education Center. Welcome to Transmission Interrupted from NEEDTECH. Hello, and welcome to Transmission Interrupted. My name is Lauren Sauer, and I'm an associate professor at the University of Nebraska Medical Center, College of Public Health, and the director of the NITEC Special Pathogens Research Network. For those of you not yet familiar with NITEC, our mission is to increase the capability of the United States public health and healthcare system to safely and effectively manage individuals with suspected and confirmed special pathogens, in cooperation with the CDC and funded by ASPR, the Assistant Secretary for Preparedness and Response. On today's episode, we're going to talk about something near and dear to my heart, the long-term care continuum. Today, I'm very happy to have with me Dr. Anna Fisher from Hillcrest Health Services, Health Quality and Nursing Services. She's an education expert on assisted living, memory support, adult day services, inpatient rehabilitation, outpatient therapy, home health care, private duty, telehealth, palliative, hospice, and skilled nursing care. She serves as a clinical practice committee member, emergency preparedness committee member, and quality award senior examiner for the American Healthcare Association and the National Center of Assisted Living. Dr. Fisher is also chair of the Omaha Metropolitan Healthcare Coalition Non-Hospital Healthcare Workgroup, a member of the Pioneer Network Artifacts 2.0 Advisory Group, and the Nebraska Culture Change Coalition, as well as the Developmental Disabilities Aging Coalition. That is so much. Thank you so much for taking time out of what I'm sure is a very busy schedule to join us. My pleasure, Lauren. Happy to be here. So I know long-term care is your world, and it sounds like it's a really big world. And NITEC is so lucky to have your expertise for what is a new healthcare environment for many of us. But the phrase long-term care has been all over the news since the beginning of COVID and has indeed been one of the hardest hit areas of healthcare. It feels like such a vast landscape made up of so many different parts. Can you tell us a little bit about the different types of care that fall into the long-term care arena? Certainly, and you are correct. Long-term care does really have that stigma almost that it's basically just skilled nursing care, and it's so much more than that. So think of in as the individual's age, long-term care, we need to be able to keep up with their care wherever they are. So that might be starting out with adult day services. And then from there, as they digress, they will go to assisted living and then memory care. And then this is when you get into, as they decline, go into a skilled nursing facility where they're just needing a higher level of care. And then in memory care, obviously, they need a diagnosis of some type of dementia. What the beauty of the post-acute when we have inpatient or outpatient rehab, inpatient, that's a skilled service. And then outpatient rehab, maybe someone, Lauren, that has transitioned from a facility back to their home environment, our private duty and, and more of a caring companion, you can think of someone that actually goes into the individual's home and is more of a friend, assisting maybe with light duties, getting the newspaper, help prepare a meal. And then home health is actually a skilled care. So a physician must give an order for that 
for care to be provided in the home. And then think of palliative as a bridge before they get to hospice, a most beautiful type of care. So as they digress off of home care, they can go and bridge into a palliative care before they go into hospice. So that conversation right there, Lauren, does that tell you the extent of long-term care services? And I'm hoping that provided additional clarification. Yeah, it's so helpful. Thank you so much. I think we've heard a lot about long-term care on the news and hearing reports, and especially early in the pandemic, thinking about um, these facilities that maybe didn't have the resources they need, and they were all being lumped into that one bin, that long-term care bin. And just the myriad services that you just described is really so many elements of not just healthcare, but all the other pieces that go along with it to make the continuum sort of run smoothly. Long-term care in many of the areas you described were not areas that NETEC traditionally thought of in terms of services we provided within the context of special pathogens care. We saw the gaps in infection control and in safety and preparedness, and they really impacted the patients and the residents of these facilities and the staff as well. COVID definitely put this on full display, right? So this showed NETEC that this was a space that we needed to support and assign resources to. First, I just want to say we're so grateful to have you on this long-term care team for NETEC. The expertise that you bring to the resources that we're creating is unbelievable. Can you tell us a little bit about the spaces in which NETEC is now working with regards to long-term care? Oh, certainly. So with all of these different types of services, and COVID in particular, really shone a spotlight on these so-called gaps. And those gaps are really areas of opportunity. So some of the things are obviously infection prevention and control first and foremost. But the PPE, you know, the podcast, the PPE podcast and the quick reference guide that NETEC has developed, all of these are just such helpful tools. And everyone who is listening to this, think about all of these helpful resources that will help streamline and further strengthen our own processes and then take that and operationalize it. The other thing I want to point out is the infection control series that we're continuing to work on to give you an idea. When we talk about the respiratory protection plan, we talk about environmental cleaning, and that is a significant area for us. So, Lauren, even though I describe those different settings in long-term care, Really, the bottom line is there's so many common shared elements when it comes to special pathogens, infection control, and we can all learn how each one of us impacts these different areas. Why is that so important? Because it's the transition of care. As an individual transitions from assisted living to go into a skilled setting and then have our rehab go into that setting, we all need to be sure that we're abiding by safe and best practice. And these educational forums and venues that NETEC is providing will help us all do that in a united fashion. Did that help answer your question, Lauren? Absolutely. And something you just said about the transition struck me. You know, I have two parents. They've been in various spaces of the long-term care environment since before COVID and in COVID. And that transition from one to the next feels really important because so many things can happen there. 
especially when we think about special pathogens, you know, that that handoff, that patient handoff from one environment to the next and and how a patient goes from one facility to the next can be a really, really challenging space. And that is an excellent point. And why is that so important? Because of different regulations, different protocols. And again, I go back, though, even though we share the same best practice, for example, if it's PPE, we need to understand the different dynamics. Once a person in assisted living, which is guided more by state regulations, transitions into a skilled setting, that's a whole different arena under federal guidelines. So it's just understanding, again, I go back to the different dynamics and the details that are required and needed for each realm of care. Yeah, that's such a great point. I I think about how NETEC was originally created, and it's not that we're you know, mandating or suggesting or even providing guidelines for everyone to use the same resources, whether it's PPE or strategies, but the best practices that underline using the resources that you have and using them well. And to your point, that's exactly what we're trying to do here in NETEC. You know, all across the board in healthcare, education is critical to keeping people safe. And NETEC to the point we were just talking about, has created these work groups over the years to meet specific needs. We have the Infection Prevention Control Group, EMS, personal protective equipment, like the one that recorded the podcast that you just mentioned. And they really try to meet these special pathogens needs of our healthcare community. Long-term care is, as you know, the newest official group member of our NETEC community. Can you tell me a little bit more about the areas that the long-term group is going to focus on in NETEC specifically? Sure. And I made reference just slightly before, but I want to emphasize the respiratory protection plan, which falls under that whole infection control series, is of great significance for us. The other thing I want to point out is there is a long-term care facility assessment tool that is created by NETEC and its partners. What is really going to be beneficial for us on that is this tool. It's really designed to measure that operational readiness to respond to the emerging special pathogens. So as we can mitigate transmission and prevent those outbreaks and infection in the different settings, what I really appreciate it is that long-term, that tool, it's divided into 12 domains and it'll have questions with each domain. Now, why is all this so important, Lauren? Because as we know, in any healthcare setting, there are so many diverse roles, what I call the disciplines, from culinary, environmental services, including our maintenance, housekeeping, laundry, our chauffeur, how about our chaplains, and recreation. These types of self-assessment tool that NETEC is developing and will be sharing with us, we can take components of that tool which will help further strengthen areas that we're currently working on. So a hazard vulnerability analysis or assessment. We can align what we're already doing with some of the resources that NETEC is developing, which will further strengthen what we're currently doing and will help us better operationalize, especially as it comes to special pathogens and help prevent these outbreaks of infection. I know that was long, Lauren, but it was so important. I wanted to make that point. Yeah, absolutely. 
it's a great point and so important that people understand that this care continuum goes so far beyond the clinical care team. I know you just touched on it, but can you tell us a little more in detail the makeup of all of these other parts of the long-term care team? Tell us a little more about the roles and how they could use this education, these resources that we're creating. Yes. So, for example, culinary, how important is infection control and PPE use? And so here in culinary, you're going to see the chefs, the cooks, the hosts, the hostesses, the servers. So you can see right there, when I say the word culinary, that is inclusive of many different roles under one important area, because we all know how important nutrition and hydration is to the overall well-being. Next, let's look at environmental services. How important is maintenance to the upkeep just with the facility, the airflow, just the room layout, and housekeeping and laundry, being able to keep the rooms clean, infection-free, and in abiding by the proper protocol? How do we rehab a room after an individual has transitioned to their next place? There is a lot that goes on, and those of you listening on this podcast You know all the intricate details that go into rehabbing a room to prepare for another new admit. And then how important is laundry? When you think of the different protocols for where we store laundry, especially if they've been contaminated, it's not just throwing it in the same shared bin. There's certain procedures and protocol, and this is what Tech is doing. They're helping us refine our practices and our protocols. And what I appreciate is it's all evidence-based. That is important. So you can see right there key areas that are impacted in every setting, but then there's so much more behind each one of those unique, special roles that really contribute to the overall operation. I'm going to go a little off subject for a second and ask you, do you think that there's a role for the tech materials for the family members and the people on the patient side, especially when we look at what's happened in COVID where people can't necessarily go into the rooms in these facilities or the PPE ensembles look totally different? Do you think there's educational opportunities there? Yes, indeed. I think more than ever, and family members When they come in and visit the facilities, they're not understanding as much as they could why we are currently abiding by these practices. So I think the more informed your family member, the community, the better off we can avert any type of outbreak of infection in our communities. So absolutely, NETEC will be instrumental in creating these resources. Not, again, just for clinicians. It's for the entire continuum of care. And I think, Lauren, you had opened it up that way, how important it is to touch every aspect of care and each person that is involved in that individual's care. They need to know this. Yeah, absolutely. In NITEC, we also do a lot of work with metrics. Building, using, and validating metrics can be really challenging. And Even the word metrics, it just evokes so many different things for different people, depending on how you involve how you involve measurement and metric use in your day to day work. 
Can you tell us a little bit about how the long-term care group is thinking about metrics for this area of healthcare? Yes, it is important to identify any gaps in care. And that's what metrics provide is a way for us to identify. And I look at gaps as areas of opportunity. So again, those really participating and listening in on this podcast, they'll understand that we go by QAPI, which is our quality assurance performance improvement. So in other words, think of our efforts in long-term care. We think of it as two parts, your quality assurance, which is what we look at, like say when a surveyor comes in and they've identified areas of opportunity, they have identified that gap. That's your quality assurance. Then the second part of that is your PI, your performance improvement. In other words, what are we as communities going to do about it? How are we going to take those gaps identified and turn that into a performance improvement project? Well, What we do with these projects then is we need resources, right, to help make this quality even better. This is what NETEC is going to do for us. They already have this wealth of information, these resources, tools that will help us gather this data. And then we will take that data and we'll be able to turn that into action. And once we turn it into action, we can draw upon the other resources like PPE, infection control. We can take those need tech resources and further strengthen our performance improvement plan, which will then help us disseminate that to all the different levels, Lauren, that we were just talking about. And when I say levels, more of the different disciplines. Culinary is going to use the PPE. So will our chauffeur. So will the chaplain, in addition to our clinical team. Did that help? Yeah, absolutely. One of the things that metrics can do is give us data for how we use the resources that we have, but also how we ask for new resources. Are you at all worried that this is going to create additional burden, these new approaches to PPE and thinking about special pathogens? Are you worried about the burden that this is going to place on the long-term care facilities, or do you think we have a path to get these implemented appropriately. I think we are steering forward on a path to help us achieve those successful outcomes. I mean, I'm going to be real. Yes. Will it be a challenge? Might it be a shift in our current mindset? Indeed. But what Tech is doing is helping us further strengthen our pathway so we are abiding by best practice all which is going to help us improve the healthcare delivery and the resident quality of life. Again, I'm going to go back to what these metrics do is help make good quality even better. That's such a great point because I think one of the things we always see in the news is how things have gone wrong in COVID and all of the things that have been challenges and all of the places we had these gaps. And I love your framing of looking at them as opportunities for improvement because Yeah, we've had challenges. And yes, we've struggled in this pandemic, but we've also learned a whole heck of a lot. And we have such a strong group of people committed to getting it right, to continually improving it. Well, and the other thing I was going to add to that, Lauren, is Tech is wanting to better understand long-term care. 
they're asking very pointed, targeted questions, which I may not understand. Long-term care communities may not understand maybe the language right off is like a special pathogen. But see, this is the terminology and the language that we all need to have what I call that shared language, because when we receive that patient from a hospital and it comes into our long-term care setting, we need to know what went on in that hospital so we can still continue that pathway and provide that highest quality of care. So again, what I see is this shared learning, this shared knowledge, all for the betterment and guidance of that customer. Yeah, absolutely. Before COVID, it almost feels like we weren't talking to each other at all. And then in the beginning of COVID, we started talking, but we were speaking different languages. And now we're finally learning each other's languages. And I think it's helping everyone. It is. And the better that we can understand each other's language, even though it seems quite simple, it is very complex behind the scenes. And what Tech is doing is really breaking it down almost in a methodical process. So for us in long-term care, it's like, here you are. You're basically, you can hear the excitement in my voice too. You're basically handing it to us to better help us connect the dots from the start to finish. The one last thing, if I could bring up when we're on the subject of metrics, I think a big takeaway is as we gather data and we're helping refine these metrics and our process, it's predictive analytics. Who wouldn't want to know how to better use data so we can identify the likelihood of future outcomes based on historical data? That's what you're helping us do. You're helping us formulate ways to gather data so we can track and trend, and then we can base a future outcome, maybe on that data. That's the importance of predictive analytics. So again, the goal is to go beyond knowing what has happened. We need to be able to provide a best assessment what will happen in the future. And that's what NETEC is helping us do in crafting these different types of education and podcasts, as you're hearing today. That's such a great point. I mean, one of the things that I will say I think we've learned a lot and have started doing a lot better because of COVID is collecting better data to answer the questions that we re- that we know we need to answer. And, you know, we always say that bad data gives bad answers, right? So we want to make sure the data that we're using are good and that they're going to answer the actual questions we need. And I, I agree with you. I think these metrics will really help us do that across a much broader healthcare spectrum than we were originally attempting to do. And across all care. It goes back to the very beginning of our conversation. Each setting, regardless of what it is, adult day services, home care, hospice, skilled, we are all needing this type of education and metrics. This is how we learn and grow and improve. As we continue to evolve, and especially this won't be the last that we hear of COVID or any other type of special pathogen or pandemic. Okay, in addition to identifying that gap, it's identifying that opportunity that says, wow, we need to focus on this area because our metrics have shown that this is an area of opportunity that we really need to improve upon. Yeah, absolutely. And then when we get there, we can actually have lessons learned rather than just lessons observed. (laughs) Exactly. And that's what you want. 
You want to be proactive, but how do you be proactive is through your lessons learned. And that's what Tech is helping us do. Oh, that's fantastic. Well, you know, as, as I mentioned, as a person with, with two parents in multiple long-term care facilities during COVID, I have seen firsthand the importance of this type of work and how unbelievably challenging it can be for these facilities to ramp up so quickly and with limited support and limited resources. So I, I just want to thank you again for all of the work that you and your team have done to create some of these resources and refine the metrics, refine the education pieces. And I just want to ask you one more question, you know, as we're looking forward to hopefully an end to this pandemic, what's next for long-term care? What's next for long-term care in COVID? What's next after COVID? Where do we go from here? Seems like it's been all things COVID, right, Lauren? I think what we're going to continue to see is the need for information, training, and what I mean by information is training, education on special pathogens that will help further strengthen our infection control practices because we've seen through evidence that if we can master skillfully infection control practices, we will better avert any type of outbreaks in the future. So really looking forward to further education and trainings provided by the NETEC group. You all have been just absolutely wonderful. And another thing I just want to emphasize to people who are listening, this is all evidence-based. It just laid out so nicely for us. Take advantage of it. Take all of this learning and transfer it into your practices in your respective communities. Dr. Fisher, thank you so much for joining us today to talk about the long-term care continuum and all of those important elements of long-term care. It's been my pleasure to join you, Lauren, and those of you participating. It's just been a real joy. Well, I hope everyone learned a little bit more today about this great resource that NETEC's going to offer. And please consider checking out our long-term care education and our metrics materials and sharing with your staff and your long-term care communities and the surrounding services. We just heard how many surrounding services there are, so plenty of people who can make valuable use of this material. You know how I look at it, Lauren? It is a one-stop shop. It really is, especially for infection prevention and control. If you're looking for evidence-based best practice protocols, it is right there at NETEC. Absolutely. So please check the show notes for the link to all the resources we've talked about on this episode today, as well as some of our references. And for those of you listening at home, thank you so much for tuning in to this episode on long-term care. We hope you'll join us for future episodes on a wide range of topics from healthcare worker safety to personal protective equipment and even more about infectious diseases of all kinds. If you have any questions for us or ideas for future shows, please feel free to contact us at info at netec.org. Or you can find us on the web at netech.org slash podcast, where you can subscribe to future episodes and find more information on today's topic. We'll see you next time on Transmission Interrupted. You've been listening to Transmission Interrupted, the podcast series from Netech, the National Emerging Special Pathogens Training and Education Center. Learn more at netech.org.